to another episode of Two Left Feet, the unofficial Labour podcast. So this week we've got episode three. Yes, we have made it to the third episode of this prestigious podcast. I never thought we'd even get here. But thank you for listening and thank you for sticking with us. And if you're a new listener, hold out. This is this is a uh, momentous podcast, as in it's not. So... <laughs> <laughs> So before before we go, we carry on as as uh, what's becoming a, a usual thing. I'll introduce you. Oh, by the way, my name is David Vaughan. I am your host here on Two Left Feet, the unofficial Labour podcast, uh, and I also have a, a a co-host here, someone who is the uh, well, how could I put it? He is the loving litigator, the man who can, the vegetable connoisseur. He is our friend, Councillor Jabez Oaks. You're right. <laughs> it's a strange world isn't it i mean we've got we've now got a shadow cabinet and we don't even know what the government's going to look like in the next couple of weeks yeah which is uh tricky but um <laughs> yeah well in see, see this is the thing since episode two so i mean we we also have to say and it was it's quite sort of hilarious we, we recorded episode two about 36 hours before the announcement of the new Labour leader, uh, we didn't know when the announcement was going to be. No. <laughs> on the Thursday night. up-to-date, relevant it, podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely <laughs> relevant. Absolutely relevant. So when we got into and, and editing and, and things like that, so by the Friday morning, I, I turned to Facebook as you usually do, especially in these times, because there's nothing else going on. And um, they said, the announcement's tomorrow. And I thought, oh my God, I haven't even got the episode out yet. So I was busy. But, but no one knew that. I I don't understand how I def I didn't know it. I did. not that I know much, but no, 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 but but I thought there would have been a little bit more of a, of a build up to it. I think we I think it's been put in a tricky position by the situation that's going on because we don't. It shouldn't be top priority we, no, in the news. Not, no, not right now. Not and, not right now. And you know the the way the parties move forward, it has been done in quite a just a formulaic, practical way. I think despite what many people will feel, it's not the night of the long knives. It is just a, let's get everyone in position, let's just carry on. Yeah. Whether we're holding, holding the government to account or not is a different well, question, well, we'll, but we'll, we'll come on to that. We'll talk about that. So on mm. today's show, on today's show, <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about the, obviously the new Labour leadership, the new shadow cabinet. So we'll, um, that, that'll be one of the points today. We'll also be talking about the Green New Deal. So later mm. on, we'll be talking about, well, it, it's a, it's an international movement. Obviously, it's come from, uh, what's the name of the congresswoman from New York? From oh, gosh. Queen, uh, Cortez? Cortez, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it started from her. Did she mm. did she put it across originally as the, the, the Green New Deal? Yeah, it was it was a movement over there. And then, and then a lot of, you know, very bright people in our party started. Picking up on it picking and then and and running, with it, it, yeah, and so, running with it, yeah. which is part of Labour Party policy. Mm. But, but that we'll we'll talk about that later. And also, um, later, you know, as a as a little little thing that maybe maybe people and our listeners could join in on, uh, we'll be talking about our favourite politician. So later on, we'll talk about that. And if anybody does, and I, and I do hope you know the um, the listeners out here will get in touch and tell us who their favourite politician is. Mm. And if you do want to get in touch. Then you can do by email, and that's labourpod at gmail.com, or Twitter, and the tag is at labourpod. Facebook, again, the tag is at labourpod. On the, on the notice of other platforms, as we spoke about in the last episode, things are happening. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Uh, can't really talk about it now, but uh, listeners from the last episode have gotten in touch. 
Ooh. And 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 I won't I won't mention yet because it it's not complete. But thank you to those who have gotten in touch. Might be crap as well. I've already. <laughs> well, that's just put it down. <laughs> no, I'm sure it won't be. I don't know who it is either. So I'm just um. Yeah. <laughs> no. In in all fairness, I I think um I won't say who or why or where um but things are happening. I and I do thank those uh, listeners who have gotten in touch over our troubles or my mm. troubles more more than anything and things are happening so hopefully we'll be on a few more platforms as well but in, in the meantime if you do want to get in touch then it's labourpod at gmail.com and at labourpod on everything else uh, right so other things I think we probably have to do tr- talk about is the state of our government at the moment and with Boris Johnson who has now been as of when we're recording this podcast is he's been admitted to intensive care yeah, and and I have to, and I have to sort of stress as much as everyone, and I certainly, I'm, I don't know if I'm speaking about you, but speaking for myself, mm. I do want to see the man lose his political job. I do never and never want to see him lose his life. No, this it, it's it's a horrific thing that is happening, but mm. I think this is starting to get through to people. This is dangerous. Yeah, and and you've got to think. I mean, your personal thoughts aside, that man. Runs, jogs, does keep fit as he can. You, you, mm. you know, he, he gets a lot of interviews. Yeah, yeah. And he's caught it, and he's suffering badly with mm. it. And you know, and, and think of all the extracurricular uh, exercises that he does. Mm-hmm. You'd think his body would be able to take well, it a bit. He look, you know, he gen- not again, not not to get too personal about him. But you know, he's he's a tough cookie, isn't he? You know, you don't, yeah. you don't look at him. He think. drove a he drove a tractor through a wall once. Exactly, <laughs> and that was that was yeah, and he's he's done all sorts of, of very silly things, and I know I know he's a very controversial figure, and despite everything I'm going to say in the next ten minutes, I do hope that he'll be all right. Yeah, you know, it's not like absolutely. I I don't get respiratory illnesses very often, but I know that I know that not being able to breathe is is a really horrible thing. Yes, yeah, but and, but, uh, but when yeah. you have deep onset pneumonia hmm. it is the weirdest most peaceful ailment to to have hmm. um because you just want to fall asleep yeah you just constantly hmm. want to sleep because you can't get enough air and i imagine and oxygen. For, and i imagine for him when at a moment when he you know the role of a chief executive is to be alert awake prepared and all this that must be very yeah. very stressful for him yeah because he's constantly being woken what, whatever up and, kind of politician you are you know, it's going. It's going to be a you know a horrific moment when you can't. You just want to you know you just want to rest and, yeah. and be be peaceful. And you what just did you what yeah. did you think about the interview the, uh, with Dominic Rab on the briefing? Because I I know I know you you must have heard about the fact that the press were hounding him and hounding him over an answer of what condition or what uh, state Boris Johnson was in. Mm. Him then defending, saying, no, no, he's fine, he's fine. And then to be told two hours later, he's in intensive care. It's really difficult because we don't have a presidential system. We have a parliamentary system. Our, our sovereign is the crown in parliament. Not to get too, you know, wishy-washy or technical. But a lot of people but think a lot that of we, people we are want, in that. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people want our prime minister to be the premier, the president, the, president. the leader. Yeah. And not having a leader psychologically is is pretty 
you know, awful. I wonder, and many other people wonder as well, whether the speech made by the Queen was brought forward because many people were speculating it was actually happening later, as, okay. in, as in later in the week, to try and provide that leadership we as a country need. To have that figurehead in place. Yeah, in yeah. case something happened. the Prime Minister is, has to, yeah. you know, be indisposed. We do the... There's been a lot of speculation about designated survivor and the you know who who inherits and what goes on. We don't have that system in our in our country. We've used the notion of designated survivor to avoid the trap where where the queen would have to pick a successor. So she won't have to pick if heaven forbid Mr. Johnson isn't able to pick his own successor. There would be a designated survivor. There'll be someone who the prime minister has given his advice to the monarch that she would pick them to be the Prime yeah. Minister. And in this case, it's Dominic Raab as First Secretary of State and also Foreign Secretary who would take on that role. Yeah. And I haven't seen any anything about him, really. And I know he's, he was an extremist, quite an extreme Brexiteer. He didn't know where Dover was. And he didn't know where Dover was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but, you know, he's... It, we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens. Must, isn't yeah. it? But... In terms of a rudderless or lead, elite, you know, leaderless government, that's that's where we are right now, psychologically, yeah. if anything. Well, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, we're, we're only commenting on what has what has happened. Well, this happened today, didn't it? Yeah. So I, I mean, so, as we're recording this, I, I mean, th- mm. this this podcast will be going out midweek. We mm. recorded this at the beginning of the week. Yeah. Yeah. So and thoughts with his friends and family. I oh, guess. definitely. I mean, you know, yeah. Because there's nothing else we can we can do. It's in the, it's in the hands of the NHS, as as mm. unfortunately a lot of people's lives are and are going to be. Yeah. Right on that downward note. Yeah. Um, we'll have to move on, and mm. we, we, we'll we'll talk about the other the other things that happened this mm. week, and of course what happened last Saturday is the Labour Party has a new leader. Yeah. Sir Keir Stammer. Yes. Yeah. So you you and as as you heard on the last episode the two left feet called it right Keir Stammer on as as leader and then Angela Rayner as deputy leader yeah 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 which is what by by quite well I know Keir Stammer was was quite quite a big majority yeah well he he got it on the first round yeah so Keir Stammer got it on the first round and mm-hmm. and Angela Rayner I think by the third round I think so I'm not sure uh, uh Rosalind Allen Khan mm-hmm. did very well Oh well, that's good. She did a lot better. She, she tried. You know, she got she did to the, tried. Yeah, yeah, and she got to the third round. Mm. Ian Murray did he dropped better. Out first round, didn't he? No, second. No? I oh, think okay. I think it was Richard Bergen first. Oh well, you know. Yeah, well, you called that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> Indirectly, yeah. Indirectly, I think it was you. You know, I think. Oh, okay. I yeah. think. I think everyone. Everyone. Everyone heard you. I think it. I think it technically came. Didn't we publish it after the polls had closed? So yeah. Well, you must have done something. You must have been doing more effort into getting Richard Bergen out of the the shadow cabinet than you did do in your own campaign. That's why, as you know, my half of the party work. You know, we do go undercover and and, uh, oh, your half of the party. Yeah, apparently, yeah, and we twist (laughs) twist things around and um, get things sorted in the background. Yeah, (laughs) that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, so Keir Stammer as leader, mm-hmm. Angela Rayner. Deputy. Deputy, and then a host of a new cabinet. Mm. Um, I, I, from what I, I remember skimming through, um, Lisa me, Nandy has had... Do you want me to read them out, Dab? I have a list. Oh, you, I don't really want you to read them all out. I mean, there's, there's quite <laughs> there's quite a lot of them. To Shall I read fair. significant ones? I mean, uh, okay, so Lisa Nandy has had 
Foreign Secretary. Shadow Foreign Secretary. Shadow Foreign Secretary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And then even Rebecca Long Bailey's gone back in. Oh, yeah. She's got um, youth shadow education secretary and youth and youth secretary. I think. No, that's Cat Smith. I think. Oh, yeah, Cat Smith. Yes, yes. She's she's retained that. That's where she was before, wasn't she? Did you meet her as well? I I met her. I have met. I have. I have met her once. Mm. And yeah, yeah, fantastic, fantastic activist. Mm. She she was very 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 good at going. um, She just just for a listeners, she came to uh, North Wales couple of years ago on a, uh, what were they, the... Um, Just listening campaign, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was a campaign mm. day. Mm. And she was brilliant. I went out in a, in a team with her and where places where maybe, you know, especially some of the, the activists, mm. the veteran activists wouldn't have gone. Cat Smith, no, we're going in there. No, yep. we're going there. No, we're knocking on very those Very proactive, very willing very to proactive. convince... Voters, well, well, perhaps non-voters, talk. yeah, getting just, people just involved, just talking to them, mm. and then and then the way she spoke to them, she was she was fantastic. She mm. was brilliant, and Cat Smith, I think, I think be- she stayed in her position as well. I think she was doing it before. Yeah, that, that's what she. So was. hopefully that means she's been doing a good job and she's carried on. Yeah, I can, I can see. Know. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. if anything, she, she she deserves a promotion as well. Yeah, I think so. Mm. But anyway, mm. um, yeah. So the Lisa Nandy, Foreign Secretary, Shadow yeah. Foreign, um, Rebecca Long Bailey, uh, Education, Shadow Education, Education, Emily Thornbury, I know is back in. Uh, she's got Shadow International Trade Secretary. International Trade. Yeah. Why? Why International Trade? Well, I don't know. We, we t- the the Shadow Cabinet tends to shadow the Government Cabinet, so. You'd have to ask isn't the Tories it, why there's an international is, is, trade secretary. Yeah, isn't the so international trade and foreign secretary job that or shadow version? No, they're different because the foreign secretary heads the diplomatic corps and the foreign office. Yeah, and I think the trade the trade department's a separate entity oh, which right. focuses on you know economic global economics and that sort of thing. It's not an excuse to go for a jolly in a sunny country. All these jobs are excuses to go on a job. What do you want? All right, well, <laughs> this is the British government. What are you talking about? Yeah, okay. well, yeah. Well, I mean, in the old days, in the good old days. Yeah. I mean, if if the British government wanted a holiday abroad, they just took over the country. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> they just went in. Well, we like this. This is ours. This is Dav's technique of pointing out that he's Welsh and I'm English. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing such a thing. A few other um, cabinet appointments. I'm pleased about i'm pleased about yeah david lammy is shadow justice secretary yeah just because i think we need someone who's a bit you know bullshit good orator good you know you know good at putting a point across for a system which we don't often think about which is being chronically underfunded and is going to break in the next couple of years Ed Miliband, Shadow Business, Energy and Industrial yes. Secretary. I'm ha- I I was quite happy to see that. Mm. Obviously, we will talk about it later. But mm. he chaired the parliamentary group meeting. Ah, I was wondering for yeah. the Labour mm. Green New Deal. Yeah. So I think uh, former MP Chris Ruan, whose mm. constituency next door to us, he attended that meeting. I remember, and ah, okay. but it was Ed Miliband who chaired it. And so that's good news for that policy. Well, it, it must yeah. mean that is something that he's mm. very passionate about. Absolutely. And for him to get that, though, I think mm. it's, it's nice to see him back. Yeah. And especially a high-profile figure like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, quite happy yeah. to see that. Uh, Jonathan Ashworth carrying on as um, Shadow Secretary for Health social care yeah. he's been quite good in the last couple of weeks with the right i think the right tone in terms of you know holding the government to account but also supporting the government in what they need to diff- do difficult decisions yeah. yeah uh one i'm concerned about and i know a lot of members will be concerned about is um lord faulkner or charlie faulkner 
as uh, Shadow Attorney General. And Why are you concerned about that? Because of what he wrote at the time about the Iraq War. Okay. And he was he was the I think the Lord Chancellor yeah. during that period of time. And remind the listeners what he said. Or I can't roughly, remember what he said. What was the tone of it? What roughly? What he, was tr- the... he tried to justify the legality of the war. Right. Pretty much. When, okay. When, as we know at the time, the, the the legality of it, international legality of it, was sketchy at best. Sketchy? I, I remember it at the time. I protested against it before we went to war, mm. and it was beyond sketchy. I know you were quite very young at the time. Pretty oh, much. no, I still... Well, yeah, remember, yes, I was. You, you, I was very young at the time. Yeah. I'm not going to mix with... 2003. 10. I was 10 years old. Oh, but, 10. Yeah. <laughs> I was still no, I was still an, an RC <laughs> bloody know it all then. Don't worry, but yeah, the yeah. Um, and you haven't changed a no, bit. No, not at all. But you, you know, you you it was a long war, and you grow up knowing and seeing how awful it became. See, I I, I grew up with the first Gulf War, right? Yeah, and so I, I was an, I was an eighties child. Mm-hmm. So and even sort of late eighties. Uh, it was it was building up. It was building up over a long time. So Gaddafi and Hussein, and mm. supposedly one of my first words was Saddam Hussein. Really? Yeah, it was on the news that much, and because of it, well, it's like peeling an onion review. Oh, it's a, it's a bit. Yeah, the, you know, <laughs> the first political image that I I remember is Margaret Thatcher and Saddam Hussein, and I, I just associated the two together for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. They were, as a young mind looking at the BBC, BBC News at nine, it was nine o'clock news. Oh yeah. You know, novels and ten free, o'clock. Free channels. Yeah, and, and ITV went at ten o'clock, not nine oh. o'clock, because it was it was Big Ben and when it yeah. came to ten, you should be in bed. Trevor McDonald. Trevor McDonald, yeah. yeah. Mm. Hello, and this is the news. Um why what? <laughs> I feel like we're gonna go down a spitting image sketching. <laughs> we're we're perilously, perilously close to, to doing that. <laughs> Uh, another, shall we get back on track? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so hang on, just before you... So Lord Faulkner, defender of going into the Iraq war, has got a position within this shadow cabinet. Yeah. Right, that's distancing yourself, isn't it? That is... Oh, really... are you going to... Okay. I would... No, the... Uh, I think I think the problem is, it was there was always three, three lawyers at the centre of the last government. There was T- Tony Blair, um, Lord Irvin, Irvine or Lord Irvin, and... Lord Faulkner, who were who basically did a lot of constitutional reforms. So they got rid of their hereditary peers in the House of Lords. They changed various other constitutional arrangements. But yeah, Lord Faulkner did do that thing and, uh, yeah. and, <laughs> and said a lot of stuff in support of his employer, his government at the time. I don't know what his views were about the Iraq War. I don't know what his views are now. You know, be interesting to find out. It would, and it would be interesting to see how he acts as because what we've got to remember is that. The attorney general is is the government's lawyer. It's they're they're the one who 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 advocates for the government. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, the the attorney generals of the past, such as Lord Goldsmith, who was the attorney general at the time of the Iraq War, and he got into a spot of bother with the advice he gave and and the changing his advice halfway through and all that sort of thing. Considering how they can become controversial, it'd be interesting to see how Faulkner carries on in that role based on that past yeah. circumstance. But there we go. Okay. Right, next one. Oh, God. Um, there's, there's, there's a little one which not many people will, will know about, possibly, but Baroness Smith, who's shadow the leader of the shadow leader of the Lords, and she was, she's was she been very good at, at various points when Labour have tried to stop controversial pieces of legislation in September and October and November about Brexit. 
and very good at trying to remind the government in in the karma benches of of the lords about you know how about we calm s- benches are almost comatose well, there. yeah quite but but very good at revising the the high tension political legislation that was coming through at the time and she was instrumental in doing that in trying to slow it down so trying, you, you trying sh- to stop it i think she's she's, she's so, earned a spot it's, yeah it's good that she stayed yeah, yeah okay fair yeah. enough there's no no one else who's, really. who's got no shadow chancellor uh, a lady called Annelise Dodds, who I haven't heard much about. Right. But loads of people have been saying she's she's hot on economics. She was an MEP before she was MP. Yeah. Been in been in you know involved in in you know all sorts of things. All sorts of things. Very that, good. That's a, that's a hell of a resume. That. Yeah. All sorts. <laughs> I don't know. The problem is she she. Does I mean, seem I've, to I've be... got I've got a resume that doesn't involve all sorts, but I'm very highly qualified on Quality Street. Okay. <laughs> 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 she is well known in certain circles and viewed as competent. Oh, okay, but you know she clearly needs to make headway because not many people know who she is. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Not anyone that points out to me. Really, not to me. I don't know if you. What about the people who have left the shadow cabinet and your views on them? Richard Bergen's. Oh, I, I knew you'd go there. I knew you'd go there. I think, I mean, he was Shadow Justice Secretary. Yeah. And because of some of the things he said when he was going for the deputy leadership, I thought, you really shouldn't be Shadow Justice Secretary anymore. And um, I'm glad he's gone. I hope he does his backbench stuff, you know, often with these kind of people who you disagree with in the foreground they're actually really good in the background that's why they're there yeah because they're very good mps and other things as well but i'm glad um the home secretary what's her name the shadow home secretary diane abbott oh right gone. yeah simply because i thought she's she's served her time and she's faced so much abuse horrific abuse. horrific abuse and it's unfortunate that we couldn't change the, the system well enough for her to be able to do her job and that she's going to have, you, she should think, take a step back. Do you back. think with Diane Abbott, she was, she fell foul of the fact that she couldn't defend herself against that massive tirade of abuse? I think we had horrific press, which were emboldened by social media, and it sort of was a whirlwind attack. I think she has various background, you know, various backgrounds, con- background conditions, which make, which were perhaps impeding her role. I'm not an expert. I'm not able to speak about that. No. I do have personal experience of. The condition she had, which is why the only reason I'm mentioning it, I wouldn't mention it otherwise. And the symptoms possibly would have made the various things that happen happen. But is that reason that she should have stood down from the role? Absolutely not. You should be able to do those roles with 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 disabilities or conditions. The problem was the media and the way they attacked her, the way they scrutinised her without some sort of consideration for what was going on in her life. If someone makes that kind of mistake in an interview and your first response isn't, what's going on here? What's happening? Why Why did she make that mistake? You could do it critically. You could say, you know that was a serious mistake. Why did you make that? But to go hellbent and say she's bad at maths when she was one of the first black um, graduates from Cambridge, one mm. of the first, you know, first black MPs, uh, you know, an amazing... Female black. Female black, beg your pardon. Yeah, female black. Famous at, at, at you know, at knocking down walls, ceilings, sorry. Not, I mean, yeah, breaking black, glass ceilings. Yeah. Doing all sorts of amazing things as an activist, as a labour activist. 
And even people on our own side were just like, oh, well, she's better than maths, isn't she? And all the jokes that come out of it, it's like, oh, well done. Yeah. You know, completely miscategorizing a person. So it's a real shame. I've met, I've met but a, I'm still I'm still glad. I've met her once and I, and I got a, a brief moment to talk to her. I thought she was just a lo- lovely lady yeah. who was trying to do her best. Mm. That yeah. was it. I, I, I saw no malice and no, 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 you know, there was no bad streak in her. Mm. But there we go. Barry Gardner. He's made a few mistakes. I think the problem with Barry Gardner is that a lot of people like, and I like, how, how he responds to things, responds to questions. Responds Very dynamic to response. Dynamic, direct. Yeah. Um, courageous, you might say, to use a you know, civil servant term. It's a yeah, very but courageous that, idea. Yes, but but the, that <laughs> led that led him down certain tricky moments where he was recorded saying things and recorded, you know, and he just came across as a liar. Yeah. You know, as, as a fibber and, and not an honest politician. Even though, you know, I think he is probably quite an honest politician. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was a good fighter, to be fair. So I think, yeah, and I think, and this comes on to one of my concerns about this new cabinet, all the changes that have been made, which I'll come on to, but it's a shame he's had to go. And I hope it's, you know, it's goodbye for now, not... Not forever. Not forever, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's he's one of them who I think, yeah, come back, please. At some yeah, point. At some point, yeah. yeah. fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... We'll, we'll... And then uh, there's John Tricky, who I don't know much about. No. I don't know much about the other ones who have left. John McDonald? Well, he was going to go anyway. Yeah. He said he was. Yeah. He, he, he wasn't... You when know. Jeremy was going, he was yeah. going to go. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, the outgoing leader of the Labour Party, Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. Your thoughts on that? I voted for him. I joined the party for him. I've defended him. There's been so much crap leveled at him. It's been unbelievably unfair. Do you think we will see the same scathing attack on Corbyn? I mean, regardless of all of the issues and everything mm. that came up over the years, it was from the start. That was that was already yeah. pitched at him from the start. Mm-hmm. Do you see that same level happening to this shadow cabinet? Well, this is the problem. And one of my biggest concerns that have come out of this is... It's starting to feel a bit like media savviness. Let's get rid of Gardner because he had a few mistakes on telly. Let's get rid of Bergen because some right-wing media don't like him. You know, let's move away from Corbynism because it was betrayed so badly by the media. There are a lot of movements being made to try and by separate Starmer and his team to 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 become more media savvy, more. Bright, you, but, bright red, new Labour. <gasps> oh, no. new, new Labour. New, new Labour. Well, we'll go down the Futurama reference. New, new, old, new Labour. Yeah, new, 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 new old, new, new Labour. Sorry, new, <laughs> no old, new Labour. Led, led by the front by Keir Stammer. <laughs> Why do you keep mis- deliberately mispronouncing his last name? Well, I have a problem in saying Keir Stammer. I have a problem. <laughs> That's brilliant. I didn't even realize. <laughs> How long has it been? Thirty minutes. I don't know. You've just been doing that, and I didn't. <laughs> oh dear me! Right. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, <Yeah. laughs> at anyway. least we're making each other laugh, Davin. Uh, excuse me. Uh, there is going to be a, a little clause there. We don't intend to make each other laugh, but it just happens. That yes. It does happen. Um, yeah, so you don't think that the, this Shadow Cabinet will 
be have a, such a vitriolic uh, campaign against them? Do you th- or do you think that it will start at some point? I think it will happen anyway because I think people misunderstand when well, you know when the Daily Mail start getting into things and the Telegraph start. Well, it's getting already into started. It. It's, or it's already started. It you know there's already murmurings going around about the fact that um, when um, Sakir was in charge of the CPS as DPP, mm-hmm. um, that he he stopped the prosecution of Jimmy Savile whilst he was alive. No, Sir Jimmy Savile. Sorry, beg your pardon, he, Sir Jimmy Savile. So Sir Keir Starmer stopped. Yeah, okay. Sir yeah. Jimmy Starmer. Now let's let's ignore the fact that none of that is true. <laughs> that that's not how public prosecution works in this country. Um, not the you know there is no people from the top ordering things not to happen at the bottom. Usually, I, but, I was going to say, are yeah. you really going to stand yeah, by no, that statement? No, not at all. But there are a series of tests involved, and it's not that simple. But but it's an exam. We 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 could go into a discussion about whether it's true or not. But the point of of saying it is that it there are already things being dragged out of um, Starmer's professional past. Yeah, which is the same, of course. Well, it, well, it wasn't just Jimmy Savile. There was so a few other there people. Was a few, as well. was it, yeah, a couple of murderers and serial killers yeah. and all sorts but, of but things. But that's that's the role of of a prosecutor. Is to, is to make those decisions. I, I saw that accusation, mm-hmm. but it was it, it was it was followed by the CPS. So it, was it Kent Police or something? I have no idea. Or whatever. Put a case together, mm-hmm. handed over the case because they thought they had sufficient amount of evidence to prosecute. Mm-hmm. It went to the Criminal Prosecution Service. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he headed it up at the time. Yeah, and they said there was not enough evidence. Subsequently, in the years that followed, we know that there were over 300 complaints made. Right. So the way it works in CPS is that every police every police force constabulary has its equivalent office for the Crown Prosecution Service. And they, you know, and they, they make local decisions on whether to prosecute crime or not. And they use two tests, the evidence test and the public interest test. And not to go into too much detail, even though I already have done, that would have been a local decision made. I imagine it is rare that the director of public prosecution, which is what Keir Starmer was, would step into that local issue and make that decision. Hypothetically, could he be asked to do that? Would that would there I be... can't answer that question. Does he have? Do, what I'm asking is, does the so the the what's the title? Could the given? accusations be true? Is what you're asking? Yeah, is and it the possible? Is yes. So there is a possibility. Is there any evidence that the accusations are true? No. No. That's the answer. No. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing. So but for the, him but, to but move this, on from this, this is Yeah, but this is why. This is, the, this is he, what they will do. If he doesn't... <laughs> what, what, what would be the best way for him to go forward? Answer the accusations immediately. Well, it's really difficult for him because he's now a politician. And when those, when those things happened, he wasn't a politician and he wasn't making political decisions. He was making legal decisions. So for him to go back and comment on those legal decisions raises all sorts of difficult questions. But if he doesn't, it will create a vacuum that will be filled in by his opposition. Well, I I hope that the actual... This this is how it started with the last leader. Yeah, I know, except the last leader, there were legitimate criticisms. Legitimate criticism that he did not answer. He did not... Especially at the beginning of a lot of those sagas. Yeah. So the question here is not necess- is is it's not about whether a vacuum will be created. It will. The question is whether the criticisms are legitimate or not. 
and in Corbyn's case, many of them were legitimate, and the one example we're talking about now in Starmer's case is not legitimate, and that's the difference. So, when we are talking about vacuums being created, yes, we're going to have to, we're going to have to deal with that as a party, but the response is going to be much easier because it's going to be that was when he was a legal officer, that's when he was employed by the government to make legal decisions. He is now a politician. We don't think, as a politician, he should be held accountable for decisions he made or didn't make because we've got no idea if he made any decisions. But do you reckon that the public will, would see that side of it? Because well, that's if, the responsibility the, of the media. From, from and, the, this, and this goes... This, goes, this is the point because when yeah, it gets to the likes of the is. Daily Mail or mm. any one of those, yeah. you know... Mm. Obviously, unbiased outlets. <laughs> They're not unbiased. When it comes to those, they will pick on this yeah. so badly mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter what's truth or, or fiction. In the eyes of the public, mm-hmm. he will be damned for it. I suppose it's interesting, isn't it? Because we're spending out, we're spending, you know, these past couple of minutes talking about the truth of something and the validity of of a criticism or an argument being made. And that's not what the media no. are going to do. They're just going to use it. Yeah, yeah. and that's because fine. because we'll again, have, yeah, he is not responding to it, mm. or, or if he doesn't respond to it, that I it, think I think he should eventually. Well, quicker, you know, quicker than eventually. If such a thing, yeah. such a. I mean, maybe the, the time is a bit wrong at the moment. Of, just but, make some sort of official statement. Yeah, about how it works, which is shorter than my explanation, but based just a basic. This is how it worked when I was when I was doing the but job. But it has to be a lot simpler than that. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you've got to get through to... Well, th- well, don't start with an overview of how the CPS works in the United yeah. Kingdom, perhaps. You know, or Great I mean, Britain, gonna, go down there's, to... There's going to be humanoids out there who are going to take the simplistic line. And, and this is the thing in a lot, in a lot of the um, po- successful political campaigns of recent years, mm-hmm. the, the average humanoid out there understands the simple message. The problem is, though, Dav, is that the way we have the media at the moment, this was the problem with Corbyn, whatever response you put out, they'll either not report it or they will just say, yeah, but you still did this. And that, and that's the worry. You know, but, but so arguably whatever Keir Starmer does or whatever any oppositional leader does forever until we, you know, <laughs> we overthrow the system or whatever, um, the... This is going to be the problem. The narrative is controlled by a certain partisan group, mm. and it is not our partisan group. Okay, move the conversation on a bit. Um, do you think that he'll fare well in this next term? I worry that he'll fare well because he's going to have to have to be media savvy, and I think that is going to upset a lot of our own membership. Yes, and it's going to be very because I have different. seen a lot of messages from a lot yeah. of members who are. It's going to be very, very different to how we how we do things normally yeah. as a party, which which is fine. A new leader mm. does change things, yeah. does you know, sets the pace, mm-hmm. and everyone gets on board with the pace. I'm I'm quite okay with that. I'm not not I'm not adverse to that. You've got, as, you've got to see what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You? you know, as, but but there's a lot of people who have done the absolutes of I am not getting involved with that without actually seeing what the involvement is. I've had. I'm obviously privy to a lot of members who have who have you know asked me formally to resign. Yeah. Not, not sorry, not for asked them. me formally to resign, but asked for for their resignation from from the party. Yeah, and they've got multiple reasons, and and one of them is that they're just they're just tired. Yeah, yeah. and they worry that this direction that 
is inevitable, which is a change, whatever it's going to be, it's just another thing where they're just like, nah, I'm not doing it. Can't do it again. Can't do it again. I've tried with this guy. We've been slated. You know, they all they all fell in with Corbyn. I fell in with him for a while. That first time round when we had that leadership election, I I I was so upset personally because I thought they're attacking the guy I joined this party for. You know, and all this things changed after that. Partly because I had to become more neutral or whatever because I I taken on roles various and- roles and things, and perhaps I gained a, a different look outlook about our leader. But he was still our leader, you know, all the way to the end. Yeah. You know, but and and but I understand for other people who perhaps did carry on saying, you know, no, he's our guy. We're going to do this. He's going to become the prime minister. He's going to change the country. And to to then have to adapt that and to slow down and and come out of that and say, no, we've got a new person who is going to be the best person who's going to create. That's emotionally tiring. And I understand if people are just like, nah, I'm done. I reckon a lot of people need a little bit of a holiday yeah. from it all. Yeah. And then come back with a... Mm. I, mean, I mean, given current circumstances, yeah, take the time out because there's, there's more important things to do at the moment and more important well, things I'm to... Well, I'm doing it. You know, after the yeah. election, I've, I've, you know, I did a few months of sorting out the nomination, all that sort of stuff as the secretary. And then I, I've, I'm, I'm, I am going to have to stop yeah. for a bit apart from know. doing podcasts on yes on, apart on the from, subject apart yeah. From tune, yeah yeah but this is talking about not doing this anything. is enjoyable we make each other laugh <laughs> yeah exactly and and maybe occasionally after after recording might have a beer <laughs> <laughs> possibly anyway moving on from that um so lastly as are you happy with the appointments are you happy with the the, the results of the leadership leadership yeah i'm happy in some ways because I, I, I worry that I've I've sort of put my all behind um, Starmer because, you know, I, I he's a lawyer. My background's law. I you know I've I've followed him for a long time. You know, as, as both a lawyer and a politician. Yeah. And I think he is quite a good bloke. But I, it's who it's it's again. It was my criticism of Corbyn. It was the people who surrounded him. Yeah. And the people who surround this guy, I, I, I don't know who they are yet. And I don't know what they're going to do. No, no. I, I mean, yeah. open. We'll see what happens. The yeah. only the only thing where I'm a little bit, not peeved, I don't mind Starbin being leader. It, to be honest, I said at the beginning of this, I wasn't really that interested. No one really stood out for me until, in all fairness, Lisa and Andy stepped in. Yeah. And then when I started mm. seeing a couple of th- th- things. Would have been her. completely happy with her winning. Absolutely. Absolutely happy with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sort of a little bit gutted. There's a part of me that's a bit gutted because out of all of the female candidates, not one of them got it. And we've never had a female leader. Mm. They've had two who became prime minister. We have yet to have one. And in, and in a lineup of, of so many female candidates who got to the, so that the finals almost, we still went for the bloke. And as a party, we went for the bloke. And that's a little bit misogynistic in my view. I, I, I don't think we... There was an interesting tweet. Someone said, um, we now have more knights elected as leader called Kia than we've had women. And I was thinking, well, hang on a minute. That was true before, before Sakir yeah. Starmer was elected because we had Sakir Hardy. Yeah. And who Keir Starmer was named after. Um, which I find a bit sad in some ways, um, but yeah, um, that's, that just shows you it was a lot. It's a long-lasting passion, a lifelong passion. One hopes, but yeah. um, the 
but the, in terms of misogyny, I think electing a lead, electing a man over a woman isn't inherent misogyny. No, Ed, this is the thing. I'm just pointing out what is going to be said from the other benches. Yeah. When it comes to PMQs, mm. when it comes to the point of, well, glad to see that you went for the bloke mm. again. When you, I think that's when gonna, it was when it was well, an overwhelming mm. number of female candidates who stepped up mm-hmm. and did fantastically in the in the campaign, but not one of them was even given a, a sniff of a chance. Perhaps we have to look beyond just who the leader is, and look at the amount of women we have involved in our politics in our party. More I'll than be, half of our parliamentary party are now women. Exactly right. So most of our MPs are women. Right, I don't know how many. Um, I don't. Mean, uh, speaking of Wales now, the Welsh Party. I don't know how many AMs our AMs are I women. Think that's over half. But we were the first. The Welsh Senev was the first legislature in the world ever to have fifty percent women over all parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as a body, as, as a, a legislative body, yeah. body, and we created that body, and we created a system which, and pushed for the representation of of women or had to have women representatives which is arguably the only way you can really represent women in in the senate through our various party mechanisms so yes we have failed and it is a failure and we should acknowledge it as a failure to have a woman leader but we have done more much more across across the politics across the political class to push the notion of women, of women in politics, in politics. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just worrying on that point because it it, it will come back. Yeah. That point will come back. Well, that's their tribal politics. That's their problem. Yeah. Their, fo- their focus being on leadership. We think bigger than that. I'm just responding to that argument. No, no, I, I, absolutely. Not, and, the, and, yeah. this, and this is the this is the argument. I don't necessarily completely believe in, in that yeah. because I know it's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. But well, apart from yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> there are the, the occasional individuals, shall yes. we say. But mm. apart from that, generally, the party isn't that. Most of the no. membership isn't that. The no. vast majority. But there's mm. a slight. There's a, there are a number. Of, there are a number. Yeah, of course there is. But yeah. we're a big, big party. Yeah. We're a huge party. We're the, one of the largest in Europe, I think. Uh, and... Up until last Friday. I, I, I have no idea if that's true now. Oh, because of the membership drop? Yeah. I don't know how big it is. I don't, it seems. I don't know, to be honest. I mean, not talking out of turn, but if Rebecca... Vocal opposition is often the loudest opposition. So those who are shouting about it probably seems... Seems like it's more than than what it actually is, yeah. It's a shame. He he won a huge majority. Yeah, massive. I mean, how... I I didn't think it'd be that big. Yeah. I mean, who was... I mean, it's... Who was the last Labour leader to win on the first round? Ooh, good question. Corbyn. Was it? Yeah. Well, there you go. So you know you got you got to think about it. What what do the members actually want, and what are they asking for? And this is where my con- the concern I mentioned before about media savviness. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't asking to go back to New Labour or to t- to Tony Blair's media savviness. And I think a few of the members who voted for Keir Starmer are thinking the exa- exact thing, same thing I am, which oh, is I vote for Keir Starmer. By the way, um, and um, the. Did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, and uh, listen, Andy, second. And um, it's the media, Savidus kowtowing to the media, which I worry is going to happen, which will turn us into this fake centralism nonsense, which actually means we'll be 
towing the line of the the Tory party who control the narrative. Yeah. And you know, yeah. Okay, well we'll we'll see how they get on in the next weeks and months. Yeah. We'll see I'm I'm sure I'm sure as different topics and subjects come up we'll yeah. we'll look at the um, shadow cabinet. Um yeah, but if if anyone out there has any opinions or comments to make, uh do give us a a like and a share on Facebook and Twitter and if you like this podcast, please do share it with your friends, especially if um, they're being isolated and need a bit of company from us too. Or if you want to get in touch, then you can get in touch on the email at labourpod uh, at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter and Facebook is at labourpod. And like I said, if... It, what? Labpod. At labourpod. Is it labourpod? Yeah. Sorry, start that again. Sorry. I thought, sorry, I don't know why. I thought you meant said lab pod for pod first time. I, no, I didn't. I said labor pod. Sorry, I just, I just got labor pod at gmail dot com. Cool. It rolls Twitter much and better. Facebook. It's a brilliant choice. Labor at labor pod. Okay. Thank you very much. Right. I know. And anyway, do you want to start again? No, no, I'm not starting again. Are oh, you going to keep yeah, all that? Yeah, keep that in. Me criticizing. Yeah, you criticizing me okay. yet again. This How is what it's you? actually like. How very dare you? It's what it's actually like, humanoids. It's it's just me criticizing. Hey, hey, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> They're my humanoids. They're not your humanoids. I. Do you know where I'm not? I'm not going to. They're no. my humanoids. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like I said, comment, like, share, pass this um, podcast around. Uh, we. we we are building a little listenership. Which I thank every one of you for listening. But um, just to turn in to a couple of the comments that I had from the last uh, episode. One one comment in particular, and I, I won't I won't name him because he hasn't. He never directly messaged um, or her or her. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, Christ. <laughs> um, was we were talking in the last episode about taking a side and trying to be neutral. Now, I think the listener who who said that got on 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 the idea that you got to be neutral we were neutral we're trying to be neutral on oh, this absolutely not no 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 i i agree with the listener mm. you do pick a side mm. you do advocate that point of view mm. all the point that i was uh, making in the last episode was when when the room makes a decision even if it wasn't your point of view yeah the room has made a decision mm-hmm. no matter how big that room is so if it's a branch clp conference yeah the the oh, nation pl- plenty of times i've argued a position in a room and then because i'm the representative of that room i've had to argue a different position yeah at the next meeting at the, at the next meeting and, and that's the thing so i yeah. you have a chance to i mean okay i yeah. could make that view in branch and then clp and then conference yeah but if it gets to that stage and it's you still regularly have done yeah possibly yeah of course <laughs> do. Because I have the opportunity to. Yeah, because you're a member. Because I'm a member, point. I have the yeah. opportunity mm-hmm. to, I will do. And if 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 that's not the consensus, then whatever the decision afterwards, I'll get behind. Mm-hmm. Because that's what people want. No, I, I wish a few more people did that. Because on both sides of any of the arguments, it seems like people are reluctant well, as, to understand yeah. that. And as, as we said last time, it's a careful balance between making sure that people aren't being too antagonistic and too vitriol, but also not then jumping to the other side, which is being too gentle and too, you know, mediatory and, 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 and neutral. You know, we did we did talk about that. And that the worst meetings sometimes are the ones where no one is disagreeing. And you yourself have said you, you'll throw, yeah, throw in, something, you'll throw in. something yeah, just, in. Just to, just to yeah, spice got, it up a bit. Mm. But like I said, when it comes to it, and that's the decision... That's yeah. what the room said. Mm. I accept it. Move on. Yeah. 
EU referendum. That was the decision. Mm. Move on. A majority. Labour, Labour leadership election. Labour, yeah, <laughs> even, whatever. I, personally, I never liked the, you know, oh, let's get a second referendum campaign. Oh, right. Because yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like, I'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the EU in a, in a different one, but mm. I didn't like that because in my eyes, hang on, we've been polled, been a decision's been made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't like it. We well, could we could we could have a whole discussion about that. Oh yeah, and I'm sure we will yeah. because the whole thing. Oh, we were lied to. Yeah. Well, yeah. if that's the case, then our whole um, party system is knackered because potentially and that's at, the point I would argue. <laughs> every meeting, yeah. you could have been lied to on any decision or any vote. Yeah, could have been. One member could have said something stupid that isn't true, mm-hmm. and you've then voted in favour for something or against something. Yeah. So mm. if that's the case, and that's the, you know, yeah, but that's part that's but so, party mechanism. Yeah, so so no, but to go back to to the original point, once the decision's been made, that's the decision. And yeah. sometimes you add for you have to, yeah. you know, just to say as someone who has had to advocate positions I strongly disagree with, because that's that's the the role I have. You know, it's it's intensely difficult. But yeah. That doesn't mean I wasn't fighting tooth and nail before. To, to to for the other side, yeah. you know. But then w- yeah. when this listener contacted us, well, mm. left a message. Um, I don't. I, I wasn't too sure. I think he was on about that. Well, that's what we were talking about. But if he was talking about the um, mechanics of different factions, mm. pick a side. Well, no, I'm not going to pick a side on oh, that. No, I don't feel like it because yeah. I don't want to. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, my values are, are labour values. Mm. Well, no. it's not even that. My views. My my. I strongly Maybe not fa- all. I strongly favour non-factualism. That is my viewpoint. Yeah. And I will argue with people about that viewpoint. That's not being neutral. No. That's being the, the the independence in American politics, one would say. You know, it's it's about, you know, just saying I'm not involved in that and I disagree with that yeah. as a system. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying that's your view. I you know it's your view. Pretty much. Yeah. But I mean you know, it but you could you could also say I'm not a member of either movement, I am a member of the Labour Party, yes. not have a particularly strong opinion. I do. <laughs> that's that's. The I difference. do. I do have a. Str- I, I have an opinion where I think it's detrimental to the party. Yeah. Because it just makes us look stupid all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And it's going to happen again mm-hmm. because I know with whatever's happening, I know there's movements for a new faction being created. Oh, the super duper labor. The movement. super duper labor movement. Super or, duper going to get labor elected again and again and well, again. It's a labor win, I think they're calling it. <laughs> Really? Yeah. And I, and I, and I thought, and I, and I, I listened to that and I went, that's actually quite clever. Cause they oh, could... for all the people listening who think I'm too critical of, of the left-wing grass movement, that name, which is from the right-wing of the party, is ridiculous. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no, awful. I, no. What do you mean? It's like saying, well, Labour does want to win. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's not for that. I don't think it's for that purpose. Right. Think about it. In the last um, Shadow Cabinet... The shadow, you know, the the, the opposition um, momentum was continue. Oh, said the name, they were continuously in the media. You know, this hard left wing group within the party, and then said their name. This one, Labour win. How can a media outlet say their name without sounding like they're endorsing Labour to win? It 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 plays yeah, it plays on people's minds, so so they know by naming it in such a way. You know what it is, Dav? What media savviness? Media. Oh. That's what it is. Yep. Possibly. I mean, it means that they they. Will... I don't blame people in the party for trying to win elections either. No, no, not a key at all. Key component, but 
they shouldn't ignore the rest of the party that's trying to no, develop to, policy and trying to change change politics. Because that's the thing that there's there's a there's a split between people trying to win mm-hmm. at all costs, yeah, and a number of people who are just trying to do the right thing. It doesn't need to be. Get five people in a room. Four of four of them want to change the world, and one of them wants to win the election. You'll get somewhere. True. And we're not doing that. We're arguably we haven't been doing that. No, because now the ones who just want to win at all costs are. Possibly. Possibly taking the majority. Possibly. Don't know yet. So maybe three out of those five are now of that persuasion. Mm. Anyway, that that's 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 for people f- far above to, think, them, about. to think about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So we'll go on. Right. Um, we'll talk about Labour for a Green New Deal. Oh yeah. How do you feel about the that being part of Labour Party policy? I must say this is something I don't know much about and would be relying on your knowledge. Um I support I get geeky. I know this. you do. I get very geeky with this subject. Because we, we I said in a previous it was episode 1 or episode 2 I can't remember now that we would talk about this and we'll briefly talk we'll, we'll mm. talk about it in in you know for a few minutes. Um I think this is a policy that people... I mean, the Labour Party has gotten behind. I mean, we know from the shadow cabinet now, Ed Miliband's back. Mm. And like I said before, he chaired the parliamentary meeting of Labour for a Green New Deal. So he must be very enthusiastic about it, which I'm I'm really happy to see. Mm. But there is... This subject ties in so many parts of our policy our understanding and where we want to go as a movement because it doesn't just save the planet mm. save the environment there's this opportunities is one concern there. i have what having the I, I get why they put green in there to make sure everyone knows yes this is about save, is. saving the climate you know saving yeah. the climate saving the planet but, but the new deal it the new the economy deal is, side the new deal is just as important and, but then that, know, that that's yeah. why I like the marrying up because yeah. it because yeah. it references like we said in the last ep- episode, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, mm-hmm. president between what was he twenty no nineteen thirty to about nineteen forty five mm. I think he died in forty five or forty six anyway yeah. um, forty five it was mm. he made the the New Deal yeah for the American public which mm-hmm. was an econ- economic boost mm-hmm. here we have the Green New Deal. Which mm-hmm. is using green technology, not just to save the planet and mm-hmm. you know make sure polar bears and seals and penguins are fine, but it's it's also providing the economic boost yeah. that we now need well, as, it, as, a, as, a, as a growth economy. It's a socialist movement to change the economic system as well. Well, that's that's the other side of it, and it seem it needs to be implanted now. Mm-hmm. Where there is a potential that f- for the first time, and this is where the utility companies are getting a little bit worried, because the means of production, and this is you know we'll go all a little bit Marxist now, the means of production for producing electricity is in the hands of the individual. The means of the storage of the production is now in the hands of the in- individual. Mm. So you can get solar panels and little mini windmill thingy turbines. And you can have electric storage units on your property, mm. in your attic, in your garage, whatever, which will run your house and run your car. Suddenly, the big electricity companies and utility companies and oil companies... That's not part of the Green New Deal, though, Yeah, is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Is yeah. It? Oh, okay. It's, 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 Micro-generation, that's it's, what you're talking it, about. But, and, yeah. then, and then uh, um, the supply of green energy to the grid. It's all yeah. a part... It's, it's a massive sort of... Mm policy of ideas and it's constantly changing mm-hmm. it's like there's countries in the world now that are 
are, are creating um, mass storage units, electrical storage units. Mm. So the, the 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 argument's always been, yes, but you know we put solar panels up, you get you get a dull day, and then we can't run anything. Our mm. TVs will switch off. Well, now the point is on a really well, it's not true. Anymore. No, not true. Yeah. When when the sun is ablazing, mm. all the solar panels are producing massive amounts of electricity that we're not using. You store them. Mm. So you get these massive container-sized batteries. You put them in the ground or wherever. You, you, you stack them up. They're full of, of, of you know the, um, battery storage units. They get charged up to the eyeballs. When it, when it goes through a dull day and, okay, the solar panel doesn't create as much, we we just take the energy that we've created from that out of these storage yeah. units. Mm. That's it. So it cuts down that argument. To go back to the politics of it, it sorry, I said I'd get geeky. No, I know it's it's because no, it's really useful to hear because this is this is what I'm going to touch on. Your explanation there, if you told that to people, it's like the problem with many policies. If you said that to people, they'll be like, "Well, why aren't we doing it now?" immediately or the reason why we're not doing it is because these big companies are well, petrified yeah. and this is what it's going to require it's going to require us to be the big force of change and yes we, but I can mean, it be done politically it must be done politically. i don't think it can i mean i i, I admire the and I, I will fully support the the mm. green new deal yeah and labor for a green new deal mm-hmm. but i think that it ha- i think it needs to come from a cooperative movement not necessarily a political movement within our governing of government bodies, yeah. Because as it is now, we're not in power, no, and it's not going to be for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. Certainly for the next half decade. So I think the technology will have moved on in the next five years so much. If we don't get on board now, mm-hmm. we're going to struggle because already other countries are. So well you're talking on top about persuading energy companies to sort of allow and build. Microgeneration. No, 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 no. Like that. Keep them out of it. Yeah. In what I'm suggesting is is that like with the co-op movement, for for those sort of um movements that do own property and do own means of production, bloody I don't know it's a Marxist term, but mm. means of production, but for them to be able to um say to individuals, we'll install solar panels and energy storage units and whatever else to, in your homes mm-hmm. and you sign up to the co-op right so that as an example okay what a co-op what the co-op could do well, we 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 sort of kind of did that in the past i mean a relative of mine had solar panels installed through a government st- scheme yes which that, was that last, paid for that, the last labor government was yeah. one that we set that scheme paid right? for part of it you know he gets paid a certain stipend for providing do you know it was over? It was over fifty pence a kilowatt hour. Oh right, which is unbelievable mm. because I think what you pay, I think the average now is about thirteen, fourteen, fifteen pence a kilowatt yeah. hour coming down from the grid. Mm-hmm. People with solar panels were paid over fifty pence a kilowatt hour to put it up to the grid. Yeah, when the price average price at the time was about mm. eight nine. Well, that's because they've invested in it, and you could argue yeah. that's a kind of sort of. Yeah, well, that was the that was the funding. soft cooperative yeah. sort of thing. So you, you, uh, you, you know, but that's government. That's again, that was a we've spoken initiative. about this before. That's the government playing a part in the economy. Yes, and the narrative is that government shouldn't do that, despite the past couple of weeks where the government is now is doing, it doing that. exactly that. Yeah. So you know, it, it, it's it's and this comes back to being a, a force of change, and this is where it gets political. We do have to make a decision where the government is allowed to play a large part in the economy 
and that is a natural thing for the government to do. But we won't not just because it's an emergency, but because no, but it's 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 the, it's the climate emergency and it's progression yeah. as well. And I think we should. Well, this is possibly where we disagree. Um, I think we should be doing that using the Green New Deal as. You know, I, I think we should do, mm. and in an ideal world, that was that is the correct way of doing it. Yeah, I just don't think it will be. Uh, it it will be quickly successful. Mm-hmm. I think that might take fifteen, twenty years to come about. Whereas countries now, and I'm, I'm looking at some countries across the world now who are hot on this subject. Yeah. And they have, the things that they're installing, Australia, India, mm. China, definitely. They're the, they well, have, this, this is arguably why why politics needs to play a greater role in this. Because we are behind and we need a sort of shortcut to push this forward more quickly. And what force is good at doing that? The government. And I know we're not in power at the moment, um, but we are in, in in Wales. We are in power. We could be doing much more there. Tidal lagoons. Yeah. You know, there's two locations in Wales that would be ideal for tidal mm-hmm. lagoons. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. This is where the Green, you know, the, the green New Deal strategy gets a little bit more understandable mm-hmm. because you have two massive electric generators using tidal energy, mm-hmm. which is consistent and constant yeah. and yeah. doesn't stop. Happens every day. Happens every exactly. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. Sun goes up, sun goes down. Tide goes in, tie goes out. Do you know who said that? Oh, you, Bill Murray on oh. Fox News, <laughs> and he was trying to argue against Richard Dawkins about the existence of God, and he said he said that, and then Richard Dawkins just said, "We have scientific explanations for that. We know why the sun comes up and the sun goes down." God doesn't do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> and it's just like, oh dear. But no. It, it, it's true. Thanks though. for we, that. We have these great, like Bill Murray. <laughs> was it Bill Murray? Did you say Bill Murray? No, it was a nasty Fox News. Um, you mean? Um, I don't mean Bill Murray. Bill Murray's lovely. Bill <laughs> Bill Murray's Groundhog Day and yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, I don't mean Bill Murray. Who do I mean? You not, mean not Bill, Bill, Bill O'Reilly? Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> you keep doing this. Just two Irish Irish names. I just don't know the difference between. Them. What was it last week that you said? You did anyway. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, back to what we were saying, which was the Green New Deal and, yeah. and the excitement. So we have these potential two massive big generation generators, North and South Wales, producing electricity consistently. Mm-hmm. Then you have the wind farms, offshore, onshore. I think you get more offshore than on, mm-hmm. um, just because tidal winds and blah, blah, blah. Then you have the solar panels. And imagine... Imagine if the Welsh Assembly Government said, right, we're doing a fund for every county council where every council building or publicly owned property will get plastered in solar panels, will have electric storage oh, units. Oh, it doesn't look nice, Dave. It'll ruin the building. They don't look nice anyway, the horrible no, buildings. Most no, of the horrible buildings. Oh, no. oh, shut up. Architect, I've seen, I've seen uh, designs of new housing mm. that... Um, that actually oh, you see them all solar. over the place. You see houses with solar panels, and you think that looks really cool. The next mm. generation of solar panels are mm. going to be slates that look, but that slates that our solar panels look like slates. Or yeah, and they generate electricity. Some farmers in Snowdonia going all day on. No, no, sl- no, 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 not no, that kind of no. slate. Okay, no, there's going to be people in Bethesda going not die on <laughs> because. Yeah, slate will. Yeah, okay. <laughs> then, yeah, all right. We might be, but anyway, there is a potential there that our government could, and a Welsh government. Mm. I mean, I know if you're listening in other parts of the country, or Scotland, will pro- in fact, Scotland have got a 
a regional government who are doing that. Mm. They are doing, and, and credits where credits due. If anyone wants to see how well it could work, um, look at what the what's happening in the Orkney Isles. Oh right, because the, they, they. Oh, you've told me this. They yeah. used it mm. as a testing ground of 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 how mm. this technology can develop. They are overproducing electricity there. The social housing that they have there are bigger mm. because obviously social housing, and we say, you know, your average two up, two down in this country was always planned and designed based on how much wood you'd need to burn in the fire to heat up a living room for mm. how long, right. which is why you tend to get them quite narrow mm. and long. Mm. So the fire is, is roughly in the middle and can heat up a larger space, but not that big. So it doesn't mean that you need a large amount of coal and wood to burn to keep mm. a family warm around the fire. That's why sort of housing from 100 and 200 years ago or your, you know, your Victorian era is that shape and size. But we are massively smaller housing-wise mm. for the average house than pretty much any other country in the world. This now gives the opportunity to make social housing a little bit bigger because yeah. now you can use technology mm. and then ground source, uh, heat ground source and blah, and all, all heat exchange um, units and all sorts of things. So your living rooms are a bit more spacious, a bit mental health gets better, actual mm. health gets better. When I say actual, I mean both of them are actual, yeah. but um, and cheap. I mean, cost of living is nothing. In the Orkney Isles, the, this, the social housing project there, so I think the average... You know the argument for that? The average... Uh, well, what? The Orkney Isles is not London. It's not London. It's much colder and windier where you need more heat. And, okay, the Orkney Islands and is it's Glasgow. Less, and it's less hours of sunlight every day and it's raining most of the time. So if anything... Can we replicate the model oh, yeah. on a large scale? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because the other thing, I mean, if you just take the average house, mm. I think the average utility cost per year is about 1,200 quid, 1,300 right. quid. Yeah. They're about to run a house on utilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, these houses are running at about 600 quid. Well, yeah. Halves your utility mm. bill. Because, yeah, okay, you use a bit off the grid, you know, to top up here and there. You have your storage units to be able to cover, but it nearly halves, or more than half, halves your utility bills. Imagine you being a, a, a worker, a key worker, because, you know, we found out that they are the most dependent people in our society. Both ways, we depend on them so much, but mm. you know. Did you know I'm depend- technically a key worker? Um, <laughs> yes, isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> if you think that's ridiculous, I, I, sorry, I just can't compare myself to a paramedic or a nurse. I just no. think that's nonsense. But but there we are. But you you, know. you give the good good advice. That's the- <laughs> anyway. Back to the Green New Deal. Yeah. Um, back to the. I think that the. There's an excitement within this policy because it makes sense. Mm. All of it makes sense. Yeah. When it comes to electric cars, suddenly, instead, you, you do really, you could charge a car mm. for less than a quid. Yeah. And it's, and if you if you're producing it yourself mm. and just plug it in, over, and just leave it, and and then everything. So when you're out to work all day, your car's been charged mm. overnight. You're going to work for free. Mm. You come back for free. You plug it in again. Your solar panels have been on all day, making electricity that's been in your storage units that charges your car up overnight. And that's it. And and then okay, at times you might take a bit off the grid, but if you ch- if your storage unit is full, you're selling it to the grid, and then that'll balance out. 
Yeah. Some you'll be selling a lot to the grid and they'll be charging up big storage units somewhere in some container unit some, in some place. But in winter, you'll take some back. So over the course of the year, you'll balance out where you might be in, you know, in, in positive numbers. It makes... And this is a tricky thing. You're right. It isn't just politics, is it? It is a sort of psychological change of how we want to be yeah. as a country. Be a bit more Scandinavian than... Oh, no, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) I'm not whacking myself naked with birches and then jumping in a sauna. I don't think they all do that. They do. (laughs) I've seen it. But they... they... Fox News showed me. Okay. Bill (laughs) O'Reilly. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Murray. Yeah, Bill Bill Murray definitely shows me. It's starting to feel like Groundhog Day, isn't it? Every day during this lockdown (laughs) is Groundhog Day. I, I woke up and I just thought, oh, it's Sunday again. No, no. It's not Sunday. Mm. And then in my head, I'm just going, I'm singing the Smiths in my head. Every day <laughs> feels like Sunday. And oh, no, not another one. Um, yeah, Groundhog Day. Bill Murray. The the crux of this seems to me that, yes, we're going to have to do huge movements in, in the political sense, but also through the, you know, like infrastructure, economics, the idea, the way we talk about about energy and about infrastructure. I, I I just I just hope that in five years' time hmm. we don't have a situation where yes there are solar panels about and yes there are storage units about, but that you or the local authorities don't own it. So a company comes in and owns the product and then goes, We'll install solar panels PFI. for you. That sort of thing. Oh yeah, God you don't not want that. that. You don't want that, do you? Oh no. God, new new labour. Yeah. There so we we've got we've got We've got to take a stand with the policy that the policy is about but micro, we, we individual micro generation. But the thing is, we could create the jobs hmm. to create all of this technology. Yeah, in you hmm. know areas that they've seen jobs leave, especially in the EU and blah blah blah. You could put these factories there. You could give these people yeah. jobs. They could create all of this. But that would require team. that would require government, government, government action in. through reg- well, not not severely through regulation yeah. through investment in certain companies to say, right, you build the thing, we'll give you a load of money, build the stuff and just and and not sell it to people but but provide it to people. See this is where I you sort know. of differ with that. Mm. Why do we need a private company to make make all of the stuff? Just because I don't want government setting up companies to manufacture goods. I think it's easier to get a private company to do that bit. <sighs> See that's where we differ. Yeah. But that's all right. I, it, 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 <laughs> it is because if you just have just say this is the this is the government factory for building solar panels. Mm. Do it. Why not? Be- I don't know. I think because in the past that's been shown to not be a good way of doing things. How, why? Why is that not a good way of doing things? I think. I think you know you've got various examples of car companies, for example, which have. Is it British Leyland? I don't it was know. Brit- British Leyland yeah. was a brilliant company. Until it really wasn't. Well, hang on a minute. British Leyland did did wonders for the aesthetic, the, the aesthetic pleasing of the whole of Were the Midlands. Were they the ones who built a wooden car? No, that was Morgan. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, they, no, they were private company. Yeah. Okay. No, no. British Leyland provided the, the, the colour scheme for everyone's living rooms in the Midlands for decades. Right, they were nicking paint out of the yard and then painting the houses in car paint. That's why everything was. Br- <laughs> that's why everything was Austin Princess brown or Marina blue. It's brilliant. 
No, Br- British Leyland were fantastic. No, no, it's not going to get to that position because in those days where people would go on strike for, you know, the, the Mars bar machines not working, or what? Mm. You know, it's something. It was, it was, it, so it got, we can we can have state controlled manufacturing now because we've stripped away the rights of workers to strike over Mars bars machines. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, fine. No, it's not. It's not the workers' right to strike. Mm-hmm. In terms of, not, I mean, we not, we have we have. That I mean, I, been, I don't yeah. I don't mean that strip that away. Mm-hmm. I mean, just provide a ju- if if a solar panel factory if you have goes to, on strike if you, if you have to if there's no way of doing this through private means if there's no companies already there ready to go let me finish the argument ready to go then yes absolutely government needs to say we're going to set up various different companies to do that you know various different things we're going to invest them. It's the running part of it. I don't want government it's having not, too much to run. But then this particular sort of setup mm. isn't a massive necessity. When it was in the seventies and there were strikes in you know utilities and electric um, um, power, uh, coal power stations and blah blah blah. When they went on strike, mm. everyone had rolling blackouts. Yeah, and a, and that was damning. Mm. That was that was a, a horrendous. So now this is turning into an inter- interesting discussion about. But yeah, but, but mm. yeah, labor passed. But <laughs> but that was at a point when people striked. It was in really massive sort of job where it affected so many people. Mm. In this situation, well, it doesn't because the individual has the means of producing electricity. So a solar panel company going on or or a branch of of a, a government run solar panel company, for example, mm. going on strike. Which they'll have a right to do and blah de blah because they've balloted and they say no, we're in working conditions that aren't acceptable. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that affects, you know, hum- I see. your average humanoid. I see. No, that's right. Because yeah. mm-hmm. because it means that they can just carry on with what they're doing. Yeah. At worst, it just disrupts the supply to a to, to people who are trying to install. Yeah. Well, it's not detrimental. They can still use the grid, and it's not detrimental to the running of society. No. Okay. That's what I mean because mm. it's it's not a it's not a risk mm-hmm. it's not a massive risk it is you know it's a problem if it does happen but that's what politicians so are there to if do. If we take over the running of the railway system, yes, and workers go on strike, yes, as they sometimes do, yeah, that's an essential service. That's different to the. This is where the argument's turning on. It's turning on the rights of people to basically hold our our society to but then in the, but know. then in that situation what has caused those workers to strike i suppose you, we're, you, we're, we're not arguing for a system where we put all we set up all these companies and do all these things but then treat them unfairly we're setting up a system where the government is going to be fair to and them. treats them fairly yeah so, so we'd have to would have to have would have to have a series of you know legal but in, but in, systems, in that, regulations, but in, that you know. si- in that situation, you know, you could also, as a government, then say, right, if you are working in this industry, mm. but you're creating solar panels, for instance, tell you what, as a bonus, because you work in this industry and produce that, your electricity's free. You don't have to pay for that. Yeah. And it gives something back to those people mm. who've produced it. It's just, it's a nice gesture. People then will feel... If you feel, work for the trains, you get free train travel. Whatever, Yeah. yeah. Or they should do anyway, but mm. but in in that aspect, they for people to feel as though what they produce they have a stake in and they have mm. a benefit from, 
it's beneficial for us to work there because we get this. Mm-hmm. Th- that won't happen with private companies because there's always an element of profit. So yes, that is, cost, that is the, it, it yeah. will cost more in the long run. Mm. Whereas if it was in the government standard, so you can imagine there's 30% profit, say, on any produce, produce on anything product that's produced by private company. Suddenly a solar panel's not costing, I don't know, five grand for a install in, a, in, a, in your average house. It's costing... Do you charge people for the solar panels? Well, not if the, not if the government own it. Yeah. Because it's, the electricity is produced mm. by the government. Now, yeah, the go. But I thought you wanted the individual to own the solar panels. Ah, well, this is a different system. Yes, you yeah. can, you can, you can sell it to them. Mm. But if, they, but if they're not, so you could say, let us own it, and you don't have to worry about paying for electricity ever again. Well, like pay or, cheap electric or cheap electric ever yeah. again, or sorry, pay for expensive electricity ever again. Yeah, or you can buy it offers and have it and yourself. You will never pay electricity ever yeah. again. Well, yeah. you know. Or, or, you know, and that's the choice my 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 the relative I was speaking about did did have back then. Yeah. Because it was such a it was such a you know sweet deal that it did seem like you're investing in not having to pay that. Now it's all changed because the, the Tories stripped it back. Yeah. But you know, and then yeah. that's where. Anyway, mm. we've got into a very specific part of the, the whole green, the green new deal. New deal. Yeah. I mean, but well, that's the point. We can get into specifics of it because it's such a big, it's massive. Encompassing it's policy. massive because because we and have, it is great to talk about. We've spoken about it many yeah, times. I mean, I mean, well, I think we're we're running out of time now because I don't yeah. want this to go this two podcast. hours ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> much longer. And and I think we'll we'll come back to this and go on to a different part yeah. of the Green New Deal in mm-hmm. later podcasts. Let you get really nerdy. Oh, <laughs> but for those people who want to learn a bit more about the you know the the movement of of, of new technologies and especially the technology side of it um all i can say is if you are on youtube anytime have a look at a show called uh fully charged oh, right. it's uh hosted by robert llewellyn who was Crichton from red dwarf and and did scrappy challenge back in the day you know when scrappy Ooh, yeah 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 him uh, if you if you go on on YouTube and search for fully charged, have a look at those episodes. You know, they, they, there's years and years, and he's done it for a long time now. Oh, bless him! Um, very informative, very good. You will if you're a bit of a nerd, bit of a nerd like me, mm-hmm. you will you will love those. So go and have a look at those. Uh, right, so we'll we'll cut that conversation there. If you want to get involved on that conversation and want a, a comment for a future episode. Um, get in touch with us, humanoids, on uh, email, labourpod at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at labourpod or Facebook at labourpod. Give us a like and a share and f- share this podcast with all your all your left-wing mates or even right-wingers. I mean, if if anything, them listening to this uh, podcast... Be It'll entertain me. It'll entertain It'll, me. It'll entertain, the, you know, batting back all the nonsense. That, no, I don't oh, really no, no, that. no. If anything, if the, if the, if there are right-wingers listening to this podcast, and I don't mind. It's not a problem. We're all, fr- we're all friends in this global community. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're wrong, but... <laughs> 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 Nothing to build a friendship like being wrong. Yeah, but that's what we said in the last. A bigger conversation with more ideas is is a is a good thing. So you right wingers out there, you can send your comments in too. Just you know, keep them civil. 
keep them, can, you know. <laughs> if you want. If you matter. want. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, we wait to my reply if you don't keep it civil. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll, before we go, oh. and we said this at the beginning of the podcast, who, and there's a question to everyone, so do send do send your answers in too. Um, who's your favourite politician from history? Present or past or... I like Benjamin Disraeli. Wow, that far in the past. He was a Tory because of a quote he did. Okay. And it's, it's quite pertinent in some ways to um, the recent past. Um, someone was rather horrible to him because he's our only Jewish... He was our only Jewish Prime Minister. Yeah. You know, ever we've we've only had one, and um, um, he's you know he was he was um in the house they were you know horrible to him they were anti-Semitic they were awful saying nasty horrible things about him you know how backward he was his views were and all this sort of thing and and nasty physical appearances and the quote he came out with to one of them once was good sir whilst your ancestors were crawl- crawling around hovels in northern Europe mine were walking amongst the temple of Solomon and I just think that's such a f- Fucking the put down a put down, put down, and which we don't really get in Parliament anymore. But I mean, maybe that was just missing a massive. Oh no, she didn't. Yeah, from somewhere in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, you wouldn't get that now. And I just, I just like those kind of politicians. Gladstone as well, who was his, who lived round here at one point, oh. where we live, North Wales. Yeah. Did he know? Mm. Very yeah. good. All right, there we go. Sorry, you didn't mean that far back, did you? <laughs> I, d- I, d- I d- If that's who, if that's who you, I really like Gordon Brown. Not right. Not okay, when, we're ending not, the show now. Not when he was prime minister, but oh, him, right. him now. I think well, him great. now. I think if he was he was prime minister now, be, I think he's just. Get, I think he's just. I think he's just doing what most people do when they hit a certain age. Just chill out. They just don't care now. Yeah. Right, we we'll just see what we want. <laughs> but he's he's got less grumpy with age. It's it's brilliant. He's so <laughs> mellow. He's fantastic. <laughs> he's okay. <laughs> Your you turn. Know, Who's yours? Um, currently. Mm. Not a Labour one. <gasps> I know. Myra Black, SMP. Oh yeah, she's I, really good. Yeah, she, oh, she's fantastic. There's a, there's one in Labour now, a young MP who's who's Ooh, sort of our yes, version of Myra um, Black. Oh, hang on. Nottingham MP. Um, can't remember her name. We'll tell you in the next episode. Yeah, really well, good. Uh, and my. I've had a brain fart, and I can't. Well, well very courageous, but yeah, fantastic. yeah, and, and and her maiden speech was brilliant. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to look up her name. I can't remember. Join us next time. Yes, where we will tell you the name. Yeah, of ooh. that one new MP. Oh, oh, we can leave it. <laughs> we can leave her on a cliffhanger. Yeah, we could find out on episode four of the Two Left Feet, the unofficial Labour podcast, where we'll find out the name of uh, that MP, Davlin, M- a Labour MP who I like. Um. Right, that that's it for for this. Well, this yeah. this edition, I think. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. Bit more of a concise episode. I think we're getting a little bit, little bit more structure given the length of the last episode. Even though this one's gone on for a bit longer than I was anticipating. <laughs> we'll cut it down, I'm sure. No, no, in it, we don't cut anything out. It's always in its entirety. So, um, just leave me to say thank you to my co-host here, the loving litigator, Councillor Jabez Oaks. Thanks. Yeah, and if uh, again, humanoids, if you do want to get in contact, it's uh, emails labourpod at gmail dot com, Twitter and Facebook at labourpod, and we'll see you on the next one. So uh, until next time, farewell, humanoids. <laughs>